Hello and good evening. Welcome to Sir Felton Radcliffe and Dame Elizabeth Abernathy's Provincial Theatre Troupe present Vincent Price's Halloween Special. Brought to you by Tombstone Cigarettes. You know, when I'm hanging out at the bar on a Friday night and I see a comely young lass that I'd like to talk to, I always start my conversation by offering her a tombstone. A tombstone cigarette, that is, because they're full of fine flavor for fine ladies. For a rich, flavorful, and an exciting experience, bury a tombstone in yourself. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls of all ages. Welcome to this, my Halloween spooktacular. You know, finding stories of the supernatural and not every day to bring to you is my passion and calling and the best part of my day. Why, just today I had to pause for a while while I allowed a black cat to cross my path. Hopefully I stopped in time. I should hate to have such bad luck. Now, our first story this evening is about a young man you may know, a eternally young man from the northwestern region of the United States, who comes up against far more ancient and sinister powers. The Conference of the Damned by Brian Wallace. A lonely figure walks up the steps of a gothic castle. The figure is thin and wispy. The night is black around it like the souls of a thousand fornicators and thieves. The figure pushes open the door and enters a long entryway with a table. Behind the ornate table stands a small, beaten and dirty sir. He is dressed in nothing but sackcloth and ashes. The slender figure approaches the table. We see that he is a very pretty young man with fair skin and dark, brooding eyes. He is dressed in stylish knitwear made from differing shades of gray. He has a haunted and sad look. As he approaches, the serf notes him and rises from his chair. Welcomente, comparamistas grandanza. I'm sorry? Uh, American? Yes. I'm from Washington, in fact. My name is Edward Cullen. I'm here for the Conference of the Damned. You? You're here for the conference? Yes. Oh, I see. Uh, forgive my shock, but you are the first American we have ever had. <laughs> really? Uh, yes, it's quite unprecedented. I shall have to fetch the master. Oh. All right, if you must. The surf exits and Edward stands waiting for a moment. There is a loud clang from the next room and a roar. There is hurried whispering in a strange tongue, followed by more incredulous roaring in the same strange tongue. Then shuffling feet as something very large lumbers towards the door. The surf re-enters, followed by a hulk of a man. He is dressed entirely in peasant garb that is a shit-stained brown. 
He wears a peasant's hat that flops on his head like a used condom. He is covered in blood and filth. He is the size of a small barge. A wrecked small barge where a really bloody murder took place. Presenting his royal satanic majesty, the king of all vampires and the lord of the darkest night, Count Vlad Draculia. This is Dracula? <laughs> the thing roars. Count Vlad Dracula, if you please, our American guest. Gilash Vampediore. Oh, the Count wants to thank you for coming. Hilda Mangroten. He appreciates that you recognize the inevitability of your doom and hopes your bones are crunchy. I'm sorry. Miss Guzzi? Confundas. Ertunashare en mi He is confused. Are you not here to be eaten? No. Certainly not. I'm a vampire and I'm here to participate in the Conference of the Damned. Hmm. Uh, nine. He est haratum praticipeta in ein conferencia tulidamd. Hi, est vampiros. You are a vampire? Of course. Can you not see my dark brooding eyes and my fair skin? I'm a vampire just as much as he is. Hmm. I cursepen not evidero mi dark brood and vides um mi fair skin. Ye am vampiros e mucho estues? Es is vampiros. Ja, so ein viele Kalleklamen. The Count squints at Edward for a moment. He looks very hard at him. Slowly his face breaks into a broad grin. Then suddenly he bursts into loud barking laughs. <laughs>, laughs that are so forceful it causes Edward to back up slightly. Es is vampiros. Es vagin chile escale vampiros. He puts his hands forward in a mincing fashion as he speaks. I am in vampiros. I am in vampiros. Telen en vampiros. I assign beautifico vampiros me even videon. Uh, the Count says you are the prettiest vampire he has ever seen. Escatamite. Are you by chance a gigolo? Who put an air to this okay? Who paid you to come here? Vastes, mein brother Carl. Was it his brother Carl? No, no one paid me to come here. And I would appreciate it if we could just stop all of this. I am Edward Cullen. I am a vampire from the state of Washington in the United States of America, and I'm here to take part in the conference. Hey, say or no compensea. Hey, say, hey, vampiros por Washington, por estado una tutstatia, und yam hare por conference. Curve it. Prove it. Very well. How should I prove it? How are you proven the vampiros? Why so and so Why are you so small and shrimpy? I only drink the blood of animals. I never hurt a human. He drinking on the blood of the animals. He nine hamre humane. Ah, ah, Ividius. 
tu cara nesimparo en la cranus. He says he understands now. You are mentally handicapped. How dare you say that? I am one of the oldest vampires of my clan. He is on Elderis's vampiros and packets. Then he is brown. When were you born? During the influenza outbreak in the 1900s. He is in brown on the 700s. Eh? Uh, S in the year 2000, Karen. For true? Yeah. For citrus. The Count apologizes. He is unaware of the time you specified. Many ages ago he stopped counting time. I have just explained to him that it is in the year 2000s. You must forgive him. Well, listen, I'm sorry that he's confused about the day, but, well, I would like to get my badge for the conference. The catamio es relicare acceptabanos por la conferencia. Hai descendas beche vampiros, cumen en disora. No vampiros en das hora de debastar do leiten, how it's at vampiros no destroyano. Uh, the Count wants to know how is it you have arrived here during the sunlight hours? It is the time of the bastard sun. Should you not be destroyed if you were truly a vampire? Actually, the sunlight does not harm me. Instead of burning from the sun, it causes my skin to glitter and shine like beautiful diamonds. Actelemente, liten, no harm am I. No brenden, liten casa me dermitos a glittere yeshina asto bellemissimo. The Count stares at Edward for a long moment. Ye es no vampiros. You are no vampire. Ye es lutas dem mi brother Carl. You are a stripper from my brother Carl. Mi colden rava moste tu bluden, septan mi apreras mi contracta herpa mosta. He could eat and drink your blood, but he fears he would then catch you the herpes. Carl wouldn't consider it a hilario. Carl would think that is funny. Ima lefen de Castellano, eterna returna, ambliano otra, recivamos otra herpamosta. The Count turns and walks back towards the door. You may leave the castle, never return, go out and give someone else herpes. Now listen here. The door closes. I would not bother the master right now. It is Fido Clock, the time when he devours the virgins that the village sacrifices him. He does what? He eats the virgins. Why, do you not eat virgins at Fido Clock in uh, Washington? No, I don't eat virgins. I... Well, I marry them, and then impregnate them, and then they give birth to my half-human, half-vampire offspring. Goodness, that is almost evil enough to be a vampire if it wasn't so weak and predatorily disgusting. No, you don't understand. We're in love. Uh, of course you were. Well, I have much to do for the conference. Thank you for dropping by. Please, never come back, as the master stated. There is screaming heard from the next room, like a chorus of chilling screams, and then a howling of a wolf, and 
And then a sound like a million water balloons all being dropped at once. Edward looks horrified and heads for the door. Lovely meeting you, Mr. Cullen. Try not to sparkle too much on your way out of town. The villagers are not as open-minded as the master is. Edward exits through the door. What a douche. The end. My, my, wasn't that a tale of terror? I hope you found it spooky, because everyone else that we've shown it to has been giving it grave reviews. You know, there are other parts of our country, aside from the Northwest, that have otherworldly or supernatural parts to them. Indeed, the bayous and swamps of Louisiana hold thrills and chills that could make a grown man's spine tingle in fear. Let's take a look at Werewolf. True Blood, written by Brian Wallace. A young woman is walking carefully through some disgusting-looking underbrush. Her feet squish in the mud as crickets swell the night with their seriously gross cricket fox songs. There is a full moon shining in the sky. It would be reflected in the water if the water didn't resemble a diarrheic stool sample. The young woman is moving hesitantly, as if she were searching for something. Bill! Bill, where are you? Behind the young woman, the underbrush parts to reveal a huge figure of a man. He is silhouetted in the dark, and he is approaching her quickly and quietly. He is only about five yards from the young woman when she hears the snap of a twig underneath the figure's feet. She spins around and turns on a flashlight. In the flashlight's glare is a man dressed in nothing but moth-eaten overalls and a straw hat. He winces from the light. Oh, turn it off! What were you doing sneaking back there? You trying to kidnap me? Because I've been kidnapped like a million fucking times in the last two weeks. The man slowly blinks in the light and stands still. He speaks in what can only be described as heavy blow to the head Creole. What, what, what? Little Missy, old Baudreau, he not gonna sneak up on you. He just a real polite old well possum. He ain't no one to frighten you. Bullshit. I know when someone is sneaking up on me and... Hang on a minute. Did you say were possum? I surely did, Sherry. I was the were possum is possum you ever done laid your pretty little eyes on. You're full of shit. Oh, you need proof? Boudreaux makes a face like a ballet dancer shitting in her tights, and before the young woman's eyes, he shrinks smaller and smaller. His features change, and I would love to say he got hairier, but it pretty much just stayed the same, more or less. Sweet wreck, fucking Jesus! This is it! She picks up a piece of wood and chucks it at Boudreaux Possum. He jumps out of the way and immediately grows bigger and morphs back into human Boudreaux. What? Missy, why are you throwing things at old Boudreaux? I just proven the point. Because fuck this universe. I swear, I heard of werewolves, were-tigers, were-panthers, were-this, were-that. It was ridiculous then. This? This is just pure and utter bullshit. Oh, them werewolves is mighty powerful, they is. My cousin Chanton, he wrote himself a file of one of them. Lucky Tingo is he a were-gator, so he just did the motherfucker good. Were-gator? 
Come on. Oh, yeah. It's a lucky thing, though. That werewolf, he the big mess of gumbo stew, but he's still human. Then when he get eaten as a wolf, it like he got a gumbo feeling. <laughs> Chanton, he said like someone put hair on an eclair. <laughs> That's some good eating in there. But I'd be afraid to go out of them werewolves. I'd just be in the possum and all. What do werepossums even do? What fucking purpose do you even serve? How did evolution decide you should even effing exist? Yeah, I got me a powerful purpose. I eat the road killer over on Route 99. I'm gonna be sick. The young woman leans over to Barf, but Boudreaux stops her. No, no, Jerry, not there. You wanna drown my cousin or no? What? There's no one there. Not even a possum. No, no, silly Sherry. Oh, no, he right there, you see. Boudreaux points at a giant pile of shit. He's were-crap? At that moment, Arno the were-roach pops out of the side of the pile of shit and scuttles over towards Boudreaux. As he does, he slowly transforms into a man. He looks like... Well, he looks like a guy who would transform into a cockroach, and also he is covered in shit. The young woman wretches everywhere. I said everywhere. Boudreaux, that is the finest shit in all of Louisiana right there. A were-roach? That's it. What you, Bill? You and your freaky vampire world. I can't take it. This shit is disgusting. I don't care if you are buried out here and you want to sneak out and have sex with your freshly woken vampire corpse. And... Now that I even say it out loud, I cannot believe I even considered that. You want to hide in the shadows and be mysterious while I sit here and talk to Tweedle puke and Tweedle shit? Then fuck you! She turns to go. Wait, you looking for the vampire they call Bill? God, this is perfect that you know him. And it makes all the sense in the world. You crazy girl, Bill ain't around here on no Friday night. Friday night he go over to buy you Ponsard train and spend all night fucking the wear new trail named Sally. Set the jokies. We ain't a do seem to her, but she ain't no wear new trail. <laughs> <laughs> Boudreaux and Arnaud laugh like two rednecks laughing about a practical joke involving non-consensual rodent rape. This is the worst night of my life. Yeah, who ever heard of no wear new trail, right? There's no such thing. They should see it. <laughs> He told me to meet him here on Saturday night and we would make love on his grave ever he awakened. And, oh, God, this is humiliating. Well, that's your problem, girl. It's Friday. Fuck my life. You mean the skis bag undead fucking asshole was going to have sex with me the night after he had sex with a wear nutria? Yes, yes, I did it. You tricked him into fucking a rodent. You're hilarious. I'm leaving. You two are fucking disgusting. Oh, we ain't the ones fucking around with a vampire. You don't see me with no vampire, ladies. I stick with my possum harem. Thank you very much. I puke again, but there's nothing left. Then you don't want to be messing with no vampires. That's why me and the missus, we just do each other. Is she a were-roach, too? You best believe. What do you think I'm doing down there in the shit? That's all we can get away from the key. The young woman barfs again. Yeah, that's why I step out to stop you. You're going to step on him while he's doing his missus. How you feel, Dan? Twice as bad you feel now. That's how you feel. The young woman runs away into the night. You can hear her periodically heaving in the brush. <laughs> the two wares watch her go. You think we should have told her that there ain't no vampire? 
Nah, nah. Who wanna know the guy they've been doing it a wereworm living a graveyard? <laughs> Come on, I got to get over to the Route 99 before midnight. It's always a busy night before the moon full. The end. What a delightful tale. Well, while that possum gentleman is going to enjoy his roadkill, to which I say bone appetit, hmm, next we shall be looking into uh, a more profane sort of celebration of Halloween. Everyone, of course, knows that Halloween is the day upon which Satan and his minions tend to have an easier time of walking the earth. Well, perhaps we shall find out just what they're up to on this, their most holy of days. Rosemary's Circus by Jordan Wallace Rain falls softly on the tiled roof of an apartment in Los Angeles. It is that rare thing, a gray, cloudy day in L.A., a man and a woman are standing in the living room of the apartment, considering the ceiling. The room is empty and barren, except for a carpet. It is a flannel material depiction of an entire circus of clowns having a bacchanalian orgy. Doesn't the floor look fantastic, though? No, David. Goddamn well doesn't. It looks like when the animators of Dumbo saw on their heads right before they passed out horny on LSD. I mean, the realtor did say that it was a unique place. The former owner was a master clown, whatever that is. I think the one with the red nose is hitting the one with the sad face and the cock with a plastic hammer. It does seem really sad. The wallpaper in the master bedroom has animated elephants that look like they haven't slept in a thousand years. And they are just all drawn the same way, just facing forward and staring at you. Well, I love an audience. No, staring at you like they... They know the secret that you killed their father. Like I killed their father, and they know. Do you really want to wake up to a accusative elephant crack addict staring at you every morning? But the rent is so cheap. David, under my left foot right now is a clown with a 10-inch dick popping a money shot on a puppy. Cheat does not even enter into it. I think I hear the realtor coming. Do not say the word coming out loud right now. It might summon something. Did someone say summon? The realtor is dressed in a suit that screams, I'm Satan, and a pair of shoes that have horns on the wingtips. Is this place just not loaded with character? It sure is, just loads of it, right honey? Don't say loads either. Uh-oh, don't tell me you're thinking of passing on this place. I didn't want to say anything, but there's another couple that's looking at this place and they seem like they might make an offer soon. What do they look like? Um, they are a lovely African-American couple from Glendale. Why do you ask? I just wondered what clown bukkake fetishists look like. That's all. Honey, she didn't mean that. She's just not loving the clown pattern on the carpet. What? How can you hate it? You guys are going to have kids soon, huh? Well, this is the perfect place for them. I mean, this place used to belong to one of Walt Disney's favorite animators, old Denny Kluge. He was quite a guy. Uh, Walt loved him so much he'd keep him at the studio animating frame after frame after frame of Dumbo and Winnie the Pooh. 
He was the workhorse of the whole replication department. So, of course, he became consumed with his work, decorated his entire apartment to reflect his love of the job. Well, that explains the toilet. Well, what do you mean? Who makes a toilet out of Winnie the Pooh's face? It's adorable. <laughs> that other couple loved it. I thought it was very inventive. I do not want to piss into the wanting, waiting mouth of a beloved children's character every morning. Well, gosh. <laughs> Looks like we found a grumpy dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there, hon. <laughs> Shut up! <clears throat> Are you crazy? I am not raising our baby in a pervert Disneyland. Well, you are having a baby. Now, David sort of mentioned it. And this is the place you show us? How could I not? This carpet alone is a one-of-a-kind dream for a little one's imagination. <laughs> Clowns playing leapfrog. What isn't to love, I ask you? Oh, so they are playing leapfrog, see, babe? They are not! That clown over there is getting shit on by another clown. Wacky Cleveland steamers are not appropriate. I, I don't want to say you're wrong, but they look to me like they're just enjoying a game of catch. Mr. Clute loved catch. Uh, he used to play with the children in the neighborhood all the time. Come on, honey. You need to calm down. <laughs> well, I'm not a clown, but I don't play catch by squatting over my friend's chest and dropping a big dump on him. It's okay if you don't get it. Get what? That nightmares are real and an animator brought them here with equal parts of narcotic madness and titty diddling? Okay. All right. So we don't like the carpet. We don't like the carpet, but I know one lady who likes to do a lot of baking. Poppin' Fresh isn't baking, David. Well, I'll bet you'll really want to dust that flowery apron off when you see the kitchen in this place. He beckons them to another room and gestures around. The kitchen features a decor that is mainly emaciated baby animals with enormous eyes praying for the sweet kiss of the Grim Reaper. There are also clowns. Right? Right? You love it. Don't tell me it isn't perfect. Hey, look at that, hon. You love animals, right? And dang, look at all this cabinet space. Every cabinet in here requires you to touch a clown dick to open them. The realtor and David look around skeptically. Every handle for every cupboard features a leering clown with a very suspicious protrusion. Those are clearly mushrooms. Really? What kind, pray tell? Wangdrells? Katakis? Come on, it's whimsical. Cheeky. And it has all the amenities you could need. Dishwasher, garbage disposal, walk-in fridge, tile floors and graded drains. That isn't helping. Christ, should I not be turning my back on these animal pictures? I feel like if I don't keep an eye on one of them, it's going to move. You told me you loved animals. These things are adorable. Look at that little pig and that duckling. <laughs> That's not how you make sausage. I'm trying to figure out if the fact that they're both drooling and starved makes it worse or not. Nope. It makes it worse. Much worse. Oh, that puppy! Move! Oh, that's ridiculous. It's just a cutting board. Him and the kitten were making kebabs when we came in. Not out of each other. I think we're making a big fuss out of nothing. I'm really surprised you don't like it. This place is on the historical register. As what? Physical proof that there is no God? I'm hearing your nitpicks. And what am I saying? Am I saying that this lady is crazy for not being in love with a home, lovingly crafted by artisanal hands? Am I saying you're nuts if you pass on it? No. What, what I'm saying is, you guys need to see the pool. Please stop saying it. 
Well, we'd love to see the pool. Come on now, haven't you always said you wanted a place with a pool? They move outdoors. The pool is... Okay, imagine that Prince Michael Jackson and Henry Dogger were having a dispute about the least appropriate way to perform a mass drowning and got off on a tangent about nipple blades. That's basically the pool. If 120 Days of Sodom was recast in the Hundred Acre Wood and put on under the big top of Biggles Carnival for criminally deranged S&M clowns, it'd produce about the same effect. Yeah! Preferably not the one that is heated by the hell rift that opens when you decide to paint your pan backwards. Uh, is this really a deal breaker? Let me think, David. Hmm, hmm. Let me think, David. Hmm. Oh, yes! Wait! Oh! Oh. She trails off, looking over the hedge. Hun? Honey? Uh, <clears throat> are those parking spots? Well, why, yes. They uh, come with signed with the house. We'll take it. On puppies? You agreed this is, this is a sketch. The hell, dude? It's, it's the sketch that we agreed on. You were here for rehearsal. That that is that is not what we did in rehearsal. Yes, that is what happened in. Re you were asleep for that part. I'm sorry. But you know what? This is it's modern horror. It's modern horror. This is what audiences want now. Modern horror. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it's a bunch of shit. No, it, it no, is. no, literally, it's blood and shit, like, mixed into a pile, and it, like, dumped on top of puppies. No, no, that is not, you know what, this script, James Wan. I swear, Eli Roth is working on that exact script. That, it's Eli called Roth, Shit Puppies. Eli Roth and James Wan wrote this script. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. You can really tell. Yeah, you know what, and you agreed to be part of it, so. Not, not once did someone mention the raven. Not, not once no, were there, were there no actual ghosts. The, no. the, the Satan in that was just goofy. What? I, he didn't even have a hat. Or a falcon. Oh, God. Everyone knows that Satan wears hats. It's like working And with practices like, falconry. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. It's like working with, like, fucking grandfather. No, you, you know what? That, I'd rather be working with your grandfather. Just, you finish, will you finish? He might have some decent damn taste will in film. Will you just finish the fucking script the way it's fucking written? So we can get out of here? No! No, Lord, I'd rather be I'd rather be back in the nursing home, sitting in my own shit, than have to go through the, the what is this? The the the, the, the bloody bunny hour? No, you know what? Sure, let's call it that. No, no it's not. It's just fine. Deal with it. This is what modern audiences want. We can't all sit around and jerk off while you read the Raven. Yeah, well I'm gonna go jerk off and read the Raven. Fine. Go jerk off and read the Raven. You'll be in violation of your contract, I don't care. Price! Out! Holy shit, is he leaving? God. God. Somebody. Give me Peter Lore. Is he still alive? No? Shit. Uh. Well, folks, that's the show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed Dame Elizabeth Abernathy and Sir Felton Radcliffe's Provincial Theatre Troupe present. Vincent Price's Halloween special, brought to you by the fine folks over at Tombstone Cigarettes. Remember, for rich flavor and an exciting experience, bury a tombstone in yourself. 
Have a happy Halloween, everyone. Enjoy the holiday and stay safe out there. We'll see you next month. This has been a Dry Run production.